Hi there, and welcome to the Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion, where our main aim is education through a conversation. Through our conversations, delve deep into all things related to the tradesperson contracting community, from news to education to industry happenings, helping you do better business while building a better and improved South African tradesmen and women contracting community. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. It's a warm and hearty lacquer welcome to you, the listener out there. It's another episode of the Man in the Van podcast. And in this episode, we have a conversation with uh, Mr. Brendan Reynolds and Mr. Nick Jabeher of IOPSA about IOPSA's solar water heater installer program. Gentlemen, a warm welcome to the two of you as well. And thanks to Stack for your time and effort in joining me for this uh, conversation. Good morning, all. Nice to be here. For sure. So offline, just before we started with the recording, we had a conversation about um, about the things that are happening in, in around the globe and stuff that are happening um, in our country. We're talking about increases in fuel prices and we're talking about, you know, food prices going up as a result of that. We were talking about the the government's ability to keep up um, with with sort of a source of income when more and more people are sort of finding alternate uh, solutions. So, Brendan, if I can ask you, one of those things that people are finding an alternate solution to is, is we are seeing an increase in the demand for solar water heater installations. And it's it's so obvious that it's becoming a more popular method of heating water in South Africa. Um, the factors that we discussed offline, does that, does that contribute? Are there any other factors? Why is this that it's becoming so popular, an option for the consumers out there? And, and what contributes to its popularity? Yeah, thanks, uh, Willem. Uh, you're quite right. So uh, there's a number of factors. You know, uh, the, the continuing uh, serious increases in electricity costs, I think we're all uh, buckling under that strain. Um, as well as, uh, you know, there's a, there's a general move towards uh, more sustainable living, um, sort of the green economy and people being more conscious of the, the energy consumption and the impact that it has on the environment. But I think probably right at the moment, the big, big driver is, um, is to do with load shedding. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, some people that feel that they can, they can continue without lights um, and electricity, uh, they might have a gas stove or something like that, but they want to be able to have a warm shower or a warm bath. Um, and, and that's at the moment is quite a big driver because load shedding, as we all know, is at stage six now and people are talking about stage eight. And, and if you have a wife like mine, she's, uh, <laughs> she's quite grumpy if she can't have a warm bath, uh, in the evening, you know, so, um, that, that really is quite, uh, quite a big driver right at the moment. And the fact is, um, I, I personally am busy going through a process where we're looking at uh, possibly uh, doing some solar PV on our ha- on our home. But um, you know, the the consensus, whoever you talk to, is that um, it's not really suitable for water heating. And so mm-hmm. you need to make a different plan with uh, with your water heating. Whether you choose to go heat pump or um, solar thermal or um, or, or even the new uh, the, the PV systems that some of the manufacturers are bringing out specifically for geysers. Mm. But 
in a normal PV solar installation, um, they will they will actually recommend to you that that you should install a solar geyser. So all around, there's just so many things that are that are pressing the the demand. Um, and then to cap that all off with the electricity increases, um, we've seen generally a, a a decline or a lowering of the cost of uh, doing solar water heat installations. And uh, so that's making it a lot more attractive from a financial point. Plus, the saving that you have on your electricity bill starts to become a little bit more meaningful. So from a financial perspective, it's becoming uh, a much more viable option uh, nowadays. For, for Especially for the consumers? Absolutely, yes. 100% for the consumers. Yeah, for, the, for, for homeowners, yeah. Mm, mm. You know, you, you mentioned the fact that we want, uh, you know, we may have a gas a, a stove and we have, uh, you know, certain things that are in place when load shedding occurs. But the fact is also that we need warm water. I mean, we're in the heart of one of the coldest winters in Gauteng, for that matter, that I've experienced in many years. And, um, you know, absolutely, I don't want to arrive home and have a cold shower. I, I want to be able to do my dishes in, in properly hot water. And if we have load shedding, I can't even boil a kettle for that, for that matter. So, you know. Yeah, it's... it's um you know, two things, it's a hygiene issue, um, and obviously hygiene is really important, and that's both for cleaning yourself, but also, as you say, for dishes and, uh, and, and, and washing clothes and that sort of thing. Uh, but I think, I think, to be honest, more importantly, uh, is that we've got used to it. You know, we've got used to uh, the comfort of a, of a warm shower, especially on a winter's, cold winter's evening or a cold winter's morning. Um, we, we want that, uh, that comfort of that, that hot shower or a hot bath. And, um, you know, people want what they want. And uh, we've got to do what we've got to do to provide that. Absolutely. Solar is a great option for that. Yeah, I think that hot water moved from a luxury item to a, an actual necessity. Yeah. So uh, it does, does move towards that. Correct. We've, we've actually, Brendan, you used the, the phrase that we've become used to it, but uh, I think in a way we've become sort of dependent on it, uh, in a way, you know. No, no we certainly have, uh, Willem. Uh, and, and then if you, if you start to think about uh, people with young children, especially babies, um, you know, uh, you, need, you need to warm the water to, to wash your child. You know, you can't be washing your child in, in ice-cold water. Um, and then there are people with, with various different types of health issues um, mm. where, uh, you know, I think of people uh, like I have a family member that really struggles with uh, bad circulation. Um, and hot water, uh, and in particular a hot water bath, is, uh, is an integral part of the treatment of that, especially in winter. So uh, I agree with Nick. It's it moved from being many, many years ago where it was a luxury, maybe – uh, when when some of us older guys were were young kids, when it was a luxury, mm. to when now it really is a necessity, and homeowners see it as a necessity. If you talk to any any plumber that does geyser installations, they'll tell you the homeowner wants that hot water back on as fast as humanly possible because exactly. it's really important to them. Pl plumbers especially should know that. And and Nick, talking talking about plumbing. Um, and the fact that plumbers should know <laughs> that that the consumer wants warm water and they want it now or yesterday for that matter. The installation of solar water heaters, 
and systems, that does not form part of the plumbing curriculum. Why is this? And is, is this the reason for uh, sort of developing and implementing a qualification specifically for solar water heater installations? Um, I think uh, traditionally the, the green energy technology was not part of the plumbing curriculum. But as the demand changed and technology changed within the industry, the plumbing curriculum did not change in the same uh, pace, but uh, the industry developed a specialized uh, training program for, for solar water heating or thermal uh, component of that and focusing on, on the green technology. Now, um, as we've said, yes, the, the consumer says, I want solar water heating. But it is not just to say to take an existing system and then just add some sort of heating method to, to capture the solar energy and transfer that into a heating mode to heat up the water. Mm. There is a, a vast amount of technology included in that, and that's why there is a specialized training program that's required for the plumber to do that. And presently, it is a requirement for any installer that if you're a plumber and you want to do installations of solar water heating, you have to have an additional qualification to certify that compliant to the legislation. Hmm. Now, it is this, this new qualification, if you want to call it, uh, there was a, a previous qualification on the old unit standard based, uh, the CETA type of qualification, which was at level four, which gives an indication of the complexity uh, with 10 credits. And it's still in use. And hopefully by June next year, that will phase out. But there's a new qualification also at level four, but it's 67 credits that uh, IOPSA and the professional body uses as a guide to then designate individuals to use that specific qualification. But like anything, a qualification or further studies or specialized training has a cost on it, and individuals will have to, to see how they manage that to, to do that. But it's without a doubt you have to have the specific knowledge to install a solar water heating system that operates correctly and it meets the demand for the client. And if you take a comparison, you can have an electric uh, uh, geyser. Within three hours, you, you can have your ambient temperature raised to a temperature which we would then call hot water. It takes roughly double that in terms of the solar energy to heat the same amount of water. So therefore, you'll see that the, the size and the storage and that type of thing needs to be calculated based on the client's need to see how that it works successfully. Because if you install a solar water heating system and it doesn't meet the, the, the needs of the client, he's going to be unhappy and he's going to blame the system. And in terms of it's not the system, it's mm. the actual incorrect installation and design of that system. 
Absolutely. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. This year, various role players in the plumbing industry will gather once more for an ultimate boxing showdown. And it's all in the name of charity. Yes, the plumbing industry is gearing up for this year's Champions for Charity boxing match. This white-collar boxing event will ultimately see various average Joes step into the ring and give boxing a bash. If you want to find out more about sponsorships or want to get involved, please email c4c at prrb.co.za for more. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Welcome back. Nick, we spoke about um, the fact that, you know, the hand skills for really qualified plumbers. We spoke about the fact that there is, um, you know, the theoretical part of this program involved and that it's acceptable by, um, you know, IOPSA if the for quality control purposes, the training provider uh, have met certain criteria and that they are accredited training providers with IOPSA. Um, we've also spoken about the fact that then there will eventually be um, sort of a evidence portfolio given or handed in uh, or submitted to CETA um, in order for those, the practical portion of the qualification to get done. Um, so uh, Brendan briefly mentioned that these installers will also be subject to, you know, audits from the PRB and, and, and from auditors. Is it so that new installers, those who have recently qualified for solar installs, will be subjected to sort of additional audits? Look, in terms of the audit and the method that it operates, is it's kicked off that once a certificate of compliance is issued by the installer. Now, remember, what Brendan has explained is a process that we've put in place tightly controlled to ensure quality and compliance that will then allow the individual to do an installation on its own and issue a COC. Now, on that issuing of the COC, it then goes into the pool from where a 5% sample is drawn to audit those. But these, let's call it newly qualified individuals, is not a focus group that they would get audited more than others. It's just part of the normal audit procedure to ensure that those um, installations is audited. Okay. Yes, you, you, you can have instances where a client could ask or request a specific special audit on that specific installation. And we do find it where there are certain complaints on, on, on basis uh, that uh, it appears not to be non-compliant, it's not working uh, not approved material has been used, then IOPSA will go and they will go through a process to conduct a special audit with a specific report and then come up with a, a, a end or an outcome that it is compliant or it's not compliant. And then that installer who is then designated with NPRB through the process have to go and refix the specific component. And in the event of it not, well, there is a disciplinary procedure that, that can, uh, can follow. 
But that's but that's only for continuous failures and refusal to go and correct errors. Um, I mean, that's yeah. But now remember, let's say there was a new installation that was done. It can, in actual fact, be that somebody asks a special order, not just uh, the continuous failure that that takes place in terms of the disciplinary act. And, and disciplinary should be that you 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 subject to to extra scrutiny over and above the normal process of having a, a draw of five percent out of the total number of installations. And I think what one should also add is that. This designation, as Brendan has said, it's got one year to go. Then that lifespan of the special dispensation of having a designation without the full, complete qualification is, is running out. And then individuals that does not have that designation, you will only obtain the designation by supplying proof of a full qualification. And if the, the, the old unit standard 24499 has fallen away, then you'll be forced to follow the route to, in actual fact, do the, the new qualification. Now, also bearing in mind, yes, there is a, a process which is called recognition of prior learning. So yes. individuals can then slot into that uh, training program, the new training program, providing details of past experience and, and installations to reduce the actual training time and then obtain the new qualification. But again, it's a laborious process that they have to do. And I, I would just emphasize what Brennan has said. Can I, can I appeal to every plumber in the van? Please ensure that you obtain your qualification to ensure compliance and not to find yourself in a position where you're unqualified and then you cannot issue the COC. Nick and Brendan, we can't reiterate the fact more or enough um, to say that because of current circumstances, we're talking about load shedding, expensive uh, electricity rates, those kind of things. Because of those factors and, and circumstances, Solar water heater installations is becoming hugely popular among consumers. Um, there's, a, there's a huge demand for it. And because of the risk involved in doing it incorrectly, and I mean, we're not only talking about, uh, you know, safety risk or health risks for the consumer. We're also talking about financial risk. I mean, if, if an installer doesn't know what he's doing, him him or her for that matter, don't know what they're doing when they install a solar water heater system, then that thing is null and void. And some of these these solar installations still cost a penny and a pound. Um, and so there's also financial risk in people not being properly qualified um, to do it. And yes, IOPSA has put in this specific program um, and, and I think that plumbers can now hop on the bandwagon and, and they, they can expand their services by obtaining this designation. They can expand their business, grow their business, develop their business and expand on their, their skills and the services that they provide to the customers. Yeah. I think with this, you know, but with this sorry, Brendan, with that specialization as, as solar, there are so many other specializations where the plumber, 
can increase, as you quite rightly say, the number of services or your menu of offering that you have, which will make your business just much more so more uh, profitable and sustainable. Mm. Uh, 100%. And, uh, you know, the, the, the thing is with the change to the building regulations, um, SANS 10400XA, it requires that all new buildings – um, that 50% of the water heating comes from methods other than electrical, um, normal electrical resistance heating. See. Uh, so, so in effect, really, electric water heaters are dead. Mm. We just haven't realized it yet. Mm. Uh, you know, all the new buildings, a lot of people that are doing replacements, a lot of people that are doing upgrading are changing to solar, to heat pump, to PV, to um, all sorts of different instantaneous water heaters. The electric water heater, as we've known it in the for for the last I don't know 30, 50 years, is a thing of the past. Uh, and and plumbers need to re- realize that and recognize that they need to be ready for what's coming in the future. Sure, there's still going to be thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of um, electric water heaters that are installed and that will need to be maintained and, uh, and and replaced over time. But this is the start of the end of the electric water heater as we know it. So my advice, very much like what Nick was saying, um, we've got a year left on this, this dispensation. Um, all plumbers that are even have a thought about uh, entering into the solar water heating field. Now is the time to get in and get it done because going forward from from June next year, it's going to be, um, it's still be available, but it will be a much, much tougher route that's going to be much more expensive and is going to uh, take a lot of your time. So in the next year, uh, get your butts into gear and get out there and get it done. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. At Advanced Valves, respect and integrity are our core values. This means our products have been manufactured with the proud plumber in mind, the one who does not compromise on quality, the proud plumber who saves his customers money and time, you, who values the importance of using SABS approved products, visit your nearest plumbing store to purchase SS Preferred Valve brand. Advanced Valves, your trusted leader in building your reputation. Also available on App Plumber. Brendan, so, all right. So we, we, we're encouraging people to join up and get on the bandwagon, um, get the specialization, get the training and the sort of qualification and designation, therefore, where and what they are definitely going to be interest uh, deriving from this podcast from this conversation what should people do if they're interested can they contact prb iopsa can prb and iopsa uh, sort of steer them in the right direction to accredited train or iopsa accredited training providers etc yeah really um, i suppose prb could but uh, it's really mainly this is coming from uh, from an iopsa point of view mm-hmm. So you're welcome to check out our website. That's www.iopsa.org.org. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can uh, contact our offices on 11 
0025 or just drop us an email to um, uh, training at iopsa.org and we will push, point you in the right direction. Um, and once again, just to say, don't hesitate, get hold of iopsa, get, get yourself um, onto this qualification as soon as possible. Nick, Brendan, we are drawing to a close and we are running out of time for this specific episode. Once again, uh, valuable information, uh, sort of a bit of an eye-opener about the, the topic, about uh, solar water heater installations. Um, it's awesome to know that IOPSA has placed this or haven't placed this special dispensation. Um, it is limited in time that it's available. So guys, hop onto it, make use of it. Um, expand your services and your your, your knowledge, your skills. Um, Brendan and Nick, thanks a stack for having shared this information and having joined this conversation. Thank you, Willem, and keep on heating the water, plumbers. <laughs> thanks a lot, Willem, and thanks to everybody that tuned in. <laughs> and then lastly, to our audience, thanks a stack for your time. You, the listener out there, it's for you that we do these podcasts to empower you with additional knowledge. We'll chat to you again next time. Just before we say goodbye, have a listen to this. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Van podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine. Cheerio. Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion. 